WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DNVR, which makes them the official partner of my heart. You guys are going to love this game just as much as I do. You go to dnvrgolf.com, you download it, it's the, totally for free. It's the most realistic free golf game in the world, loved by over 20 million players around the world, including everyone here on the DNVR staff. Most of the people here in the DNVR community, we've got two country clubs. You can join the second one still. Force us to create that third one because it's so much fun. Why? Well, you get to play closest to the hole or full stroke play on world-famous golf courses, including Pebble Beach, Beth Page Black, St. Andrews, and more. You can compete head-to-head with us on staff. Challenge me anytime. You've got a decently good chance of beating me. But the only way you can do it and enjoy this experience, this fun that we're all having together here in the DNVR community, is to go to dnvrgolf.com and download WGT Golf today. Go. In the air, deep right center go. field. is high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love tonight. Yeah. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. It's rich in CBD infused. It's deliciously wonderful. It's potentially life altering. And you can get 20% off of your entire purchase if you down, if you use that promo code DNVR20. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lyons. We have a lot to discuss today, including some of our favorite matchups that we've seen so far or would just like to see more of or would like to see in theory out there as the Rockies against Rockies competition continues. We've got contract talk to get into, both real and theoretical, both Colorado Rockies and across Major League Baseball. But before we can get all into all of that, first got to give a shout out to our man, E-Man093 right here, best time of the day. Uh, that may just be because you really enjoy 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm hoping it's because we get to talk baseball here. And Patrick, we've got to open it up, uh, unfortunately, with a, a bit of news. As you were doing the Denver Sports Podcast just a few moments ago, and I was enjoying the show, uh, Bud Black very rudely interrupted us by holding a press conference and uh, discussing a number of things. And I will say, for the most part, this was about as normal a press conference Bud Black has given all year. There, you know, John Gray looks nice. We expect Chris Owings to bring a veteran presence. Uh, Sam Hilliard does great things for the, you know, those kinds of things. But at the beginning and the end, there was this ongoing conversation about Charlie Blackman. Every day we've got more questions that he doesn't show up, and every day. Bud Black and Jeff Breidich and company are in a tougher position because there's a kind of moratorium as a part of the 150 or 180 page uh, document that, you know, came out about the guidelines with all of this. It's the players have to release the information. But the news is that really for the first time, there's been a public admission that 
Charlie had not been feeling well. And for the first time, there was a hedging where Bud Black had almost defiantly, very confidently is what I'll say, um, told us that they expected Charlie Blackman to be there on opening day and and not in a DH capacity to play full on right field. Uh, today, he, he got around to saying that, but before he did, he started listing the names of some other guys they're very confident can play outfield. Uh, Sam Hilliard's name was the first out of his mouth, but uh, I was a little bit not shocked to see this, Patrick, um, maybe a little earlier than I was expecting it, um, but we knew this was a possibility. We absolutely did. Buddy's in a tough spot um, along with the entire Rockies organization because besides legally not being able to, you know, communicate with the media and, and be totally on the up and up about players' health uh, in regards to COVID-19, you, you completely get that. But they've got to answer questions when we want to know the specifics of it and they can't really say those things. So they have to be creative. And it's it's nice that um, they are getting a bit creative because, you know, I, I had asked a question on um, Sunday, in fact, because it was suggested, uh, it was it was point blank stated that all the players are in camp except for Charlie Blackman. Well, um, I had not laid eyes on all of the ball players uh, at Coors Field on Saturday. I had my pair of binoculars out and had my roster, and I'm checking Some off names. Investigative journalism, folks. Yeah, all right, this guy's wearing, you know, khaki shorts. He's got a mask on. He's wearing a backwards cap and sunglasses. That's Alan Trejo, like, recognizing guys just by how they walk. You know, you can see mm-hmm. Nolan Arenado coming in from left field a mile away. You just know how the guy walks. Okay, mm-hmm. check. He's here. Um, so I had asked a question about certain players not being in camp, and it was finally you know, admitted, for lack of a better term, that, yeah, three players uh, coming from out of the country uh, had yet to appear in camp they're in route and um you know some of them still aren't there yet so doesn't necessarily mean those guys uh have tested positive for anything could very easily could be a travel issue you know as as um you know domestic flights or rather international flights you know uh, can be few and far in between and you know there's always exceptions in a normal world right now we don't live in a normal world so how do you get across uh these invisible borders that we have between countries so um you know, as you said, Drew, today, Buddy kind of worked around this idea that, you know, if Charlie's here, great. If not, here are some of the other options. And I, you know, I tend to think that based on some of the evidence we've seen with, with other people commenting um, about, you know, the, the trials and tribulations they've had from testing positive from COVID-19, that it can take a lot out of you. And, you know, this is already a, a shortened training camp. And so even if, you know, Charlie is able to return by, let's say, opening day, he's returning, you know, he's still three weeks behind schedule at that point. And right. maybe he's lighter than he would normally be. So, and again, that's, that's no fault of, of his own, of course, obviously. Sure. But it's just one of those real-to-life situations that if Charlie Blackman, if we see him this season in a Rockies uniform, is that going to be the Charlie Blackman of old? Will that be Chuck Nasty? And if not, we have to consider the ramifications of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is, again, one of those places where we walk a fine line and it's tough. And we've, we've said we're not going to go out there and, and out people. And that's not our goal. But one of the things that we do have to do is, you know, there, there's nobody else out there 
who's going to police Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball teams to make sure that they're following all the rules. And it's not that we're suggesting that uh, the Rockies are not, that everyone's in a tough spot here and we're all yeah. trying to navigate, you know, these these questions. But when people report things like, well, X, you know, 100% of the baseball players have been tested and uh, there's this number and there's this number. And then we find out, well, some of these guys aren't even in the country, so you're not counting them. So it, we we do need to ask these questions. They're, they're important, even though we understand that there's only so much that Bud Black can say or, or certainly even be responsible for. Uh, someone's got to ask because we've seen these issues come up and, uh, you, you know, we, we want to be able to trust the reporting that, playing baseball is safe, not just because we all want baseball. It needs to match up with the facts of the case. Yeah, it's it's this major gray area that exists between what we hope is the case and the reality of it. And so, you know, everyone's navigating that. And, in yeah, part of that gray area is Charlie Blackman 2020. You know, we we don't know. And that's that's right. a big that's a big gray area because as, as one of the four all-stars last year for the Rockies, you know, they're, they're really relying on him in a major way. And, you know, with the universal DH this year and not next year, um, that would have been a great opportunity to leave his bat in the lineup, allow him to get some rest. That still could be the case. We don't know. Um, but it's just, it's just a, a serious uncertainty when, you know, you're, you're trying to win a pennant, you're, you're trying to win a world series in this abbreviated season. And when, and when um, one of your best players could possibly, you know, be hampered in a major way, uh, if, if he shows up at all, you know, then your, your chances of winning that championship take a hit. So we, we, we're going to be that's, – that's part of our coverage that we're going to be bringing um, before opening day on, on July 24th. Who are those guys that can replace Charlie Blackman? Um, you know, what can they expect out of, the, out of those players? And, you know, what happens if everybody else steps up in his absence? So – that's that's what we're doing here at Rocky Summer Camp 2020. It's also one of those weird situations that we're living through where we're because this is now an, an in the public eye thing and because he's an athlete and physicality matters so much. It's like we're all going to be learning together. Like you said, so much of it's that we don't know. That's been so much of a part of the story that I feel like is oftentimes left out of COVID. So many people seem to feel like they've got uh, a lot of certainty about the thing. And actually the, the problem is with it being so new, there are so many things that we don't know. One of them being how quickly can a peak athlete return to peak athlete condition after having uh, gone through it. And we're just going to have to watch some of these guys and find out. And Charlie Blackman's going to be, you know, a, a real life test case scenario that we just have to watch and, and see. And obviously all hope that um, he, he proves that you can at least not, you know, we, you can't take from a one case example. Oh, good. Well, then everyone will be fine. You can't do that either. But it, it would maybe even provide some people some hope if you do see somebody go out there and excel after after having this. The nice thing, I think, in, the, in, the, in this conversation, if you will, about players testing positive is that the, those players that test positive, even the ones who are opting out, they are not made into villains, and that right. that is huge. That's 
that maybe is one silver lining for our society, if you will. Agreed. That Agreed. everyone's on the same page. And yeah, we know some players have made some poor choices. We talked about Fran Mil Reyes going out to a Fourth of July party. Um, but you know, hey, we don't know. You know, we don't know what any player did or any human being did before they got COVID nineteen. Um, so again, if you have a public figure like this catching it, no one. I, I haven't even seen a single person saying. Well, where was he? What did he do? You know, it's like you, nobody deserves this, right? I think everyone's doing the best that they can to try to avoid to get it, some more than others. Um, but bottom line is that, again, no one is, is uh, making a villain out of anyone who catches this. So kudos to, to everyone that's in our society for, for <laughs> yeah. not saying those wrong things or asking those wrong questions because, man, it's just something that happens. And, again, we've, we've – Give nothing but praise to the Rockies organization. If we didn't feel it, we just wouldn't say anything, I would think. But we're giving them praise because they deserve it for what they've been doing on the field, up in the press box, in the clubhouse, for all these safety precautions. That being said, it wouldn't shock me if tomorrow a player came down with it and you know they had to do a deep cleaning of Coors Field. It's a vi- it, we can't it's see just, this thing. It's just right. a major unknown. It just is what it is. So. Yeah. Again, we're we're navigating this this world now, aren't we? And doing the best we can. We are, we are, we are indeed. So yes, a Novak. We should get to uh, some of the on-field conversation about this here in just a moment. But you know what that means when it's time to get on the field. That's time for me to crack open a Breck brew. That's what I do when the baseball games start happening. We start talking roster. We start talking baseball. Guys doing baseball stuff. Sometimes I get it down at Davidson's. I get the curbside pickup. You can have them deliver it to you. Davidson's is awesome. You can pick it up at pretty much any King Supers. You know where to get yourself some Breck Brew. One of my favorite places, though, is to swing by the farmhouse. Because then not only do you get the Breck Brew, but you get the delicious food made by our friends over there at the Breckenridge Brewery. They got meatballs. They got wings. They got burgers. I assume they have nachos and stuff. Not really my bag, but I would imagine if you ask people and it matches up with everything else that it's just fantastic as well. Been drinking a lot of the Mile High Copper Lager lately, as you know. Uh, Of course, you can get the sampler pack. I love that they've got the 15-can sampler pack. It is objectively superior to a 12-can sampler pack on account of, well, there's three more cans in there patrick so uh, yeah call him <laughs> baseball guy uh statistics 303-803-1380 from noon to 8 p.m you can uh, get it very safely from them they'll swing by you'll swing by you'll pick it up you'll enjoy it you can crack it open and have this conversation with all your friends and with us here about a novak says have hilliard take over short term have kemp dh or just let Chuck play home games at first. See, now we're, these are the kinds of things, you know, that we're going to have to wonder and think and talk about. Um, you know, the no travel is there, you know, what's going on here? We won't know. I don't know how much that would matter. Maybe no travel has is, is anything to do with taking a toll on the body at that time. I, I don't know. And I don't know how the roster rules would work to allow for something like that. But uh, we're going to have to get creative in these times. But I think the first part of what you were talking about here um, is probably the most likely outcome. I mean, Hilliard's going to need – he looks great. I mean, he, he looks good. At, Hilliard can take a BP. Boy, I'll tell you what. I'd, I hadn't seen it in a while. I'd forgotten 
It has been the treat of the last couple of days here at Coors Field for me. But I think he's he's got a great shot there. Uh, Patrick, do you, do you see anybody else? I mean, Hampson's obviously a guy who could play. You know, I, I think Dahl and Tapia are pretty much now going to have to be there. And we know there, there are questions with Dahl as well. But right field is is kind of a big question mark right now. Bud Black also threw Chris Owings' name into the conversation, which, you know, not exactly the bat you want out of your right fielder. but <laughs> Yeah, they're going to have to do a lot of mixing and matching uh, with, with the players that they got that are not going to be everyday starters, and they have the ability to do that in, in a real major way. Um, a lot of more right-handed, you know, hitters like, like a Hampson and a Owings. Um, you know, even even a Josh Fuentes, I don't know that we'll see him out there. Tyler Nevin has been a guy that, you know, late mm-hmm. in the season you might see up. He's been taking some fly balls in the outfield as he's really no longer considered to be a third baseman, more of a, a first baseman uh, with potential to play outfield. Brian Mundell played some time in the outfield. So, you know, there's an opportunity to mix and match, go with a hot hand uh, in right field uh, in, in Blackman's stead. So, you know, a, a lot can still happen in, over these next two weeks. Yeah. What's going to happen? Yeah, exactly right. Uh, let's dive into our large topic of the day. Uh, of course, what made me think of this originally, and I sent something out on Twitter, uh, wasn't even baseball related. So that's why I hadn't brought it up on the podcast yet. Uh, but it was the Patrick Mahomes signing of a 700 year deal worth a half billion dollars. The 700 year deal, like the, the thing I obviously made up, the half bill. That's true. That's real. Uh, but it got me to thinking less about the half a billion because that just makes like my head explodes and I can't conceive of numbers that high. But of the the deal, which is effectively a 12 year deal for Patrick Mahomes. And I asked our wonderful audience, um, is there anybody on the Colorado Rockies that you would give a 12 year deal to and we got a ton of responses um probably about half of them were no (laughs) which sadly uh may be the right answer to that question it it may honestly (laughs) be quite as simple as that not because um you know there aren't great players who might still be very good 10 years from now but uh, as we're about to get into here a little bit patrick the history of 10-year deals and and um, even the current set of them. <laughs> you love, love these long deals in baseball just tend not to work out. Yeah, there's actually only been 13 uh, players who have gotten 10-year deals and two that got it twice. Um, that doesn't mean <laughs> that they were paid over the course of 20 years. If you do that math, it was more like, hey, we're going to renegotiate some things. <laughs> do that math again yes. <laughs> but yeah 13 times that that's happened so i would say that is pretty rare and and it's been somewhat of a, a 50 50 split as far as those guys getting to free agency and those guys being extended by their own team so you know uh, a guy like christian yelich he got a nine-year deal but um that was before he reached free agency and the brewer said shoot let's let's give you a raise now and really let's lock up you know six or so of your free agent season. So basically, Hey, we'll, we'll pay you now while you're young. And although it's going to be a long-term deal, it's going to, you know, uh, expire when, you know, you're, you're still within, you know, your, your relative prime, or it's at least, 
uh, going to expire when you're not, you know, 41, 42 years old, like we've seen with Albert Pujols' contract, which is still going on. You know, Bryce Harper signed a 13-year deal. So he's he's going to be in his early 40s, still playing with Philadelphia uh, by the time that expires. And, man, we're seeing guys now, once they reach 35, that they're really not the same player. So that could end up being, you know, an, an atrocious deal when it comes to the end, just when you look at the on-the-field play. But there's so much off the field that, you know, is a factor in, in trying to figure out, hey, uh, is this guy a marquee player? Is this a name where we could sell jerseys? Uh, things of that nature. And for Kansas City, you know, obviously football is is the heartbeat of that city, a lot more so than uh, baseball is. There's no hockey. There's no NBA team there. So, you know, it's it's you're paying them, obviously, for being on the field. And it also helps that there's a salary cap, too, in the NFL where they're able to kind of work out these these uh, somewhat friendly deals where, as in baseball, you know what? A lot of teams would prefer to give players less years but more money. And yeah. that's why it's it's happened so infrequently in baseball. Yeah, I, I, I think about the Albert Pujols contract a lot because that was one where it seemed like just one of the, the safest bets, um, except for the fact that it carried him into his 40s and – and it just hasn't panned out. And they, they had all these, you know, uh, incentives built in there as well for things like, you know, hitting his 500th home run and stuff like that, where I think they assumed that now, while they did, you know, sell a lot of tickets and sell a lot of special merchandise for those kinds of moments that they, those, if they had common side of successful winning seasons where they were selling a lot of tickets in general, there might've been, uh, you know, in wrestling, they call it giving the guy the rub. You know, they there there might have been some rub there. There might have been a little bit of Albert Pujols now uh, is a part of a winning culture in Los Angeles, but it never happened. Um, and 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 so the, I always think of that one. It's like, man, if if Pujols wasn't worthy of one of these things, it's it's going to be tough to see the Bryce Harper thing working out. Mike Trout is another guy where you oh well surely short now no surely this guy, and he could be the one, he could be the one. The and the way you know he, his health has been the way his body is built. He's a very conscious guy, um, takes care of himself, has all the modern tools to do so. I could see it. I could see Mike Trout, um, but man, it it's it's tough to project anything. 10 years into the future, all that said, you know, I'll say this, Ouroboros comes on and, and says, you know, the only athlete in Denver sports I'd consider a 10 plus year deal to is Kale McCarr of the Avs. <clears throat> I think right now that's probably fair, but I think if you went back just a couple of years, you could argue. In fact, if I put this position, if I put this on the table to you, put two more years on the deal that Nolan Arenado signed and get rid of that opt out. You put two more years on it and that makes it a 10-year deal that he signs at age 27 so that takes him 27 to 37 um i think a lot of rockies fans would do that and honestly i i probably would do that as well yeah it, and 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 maybe this is this is taking the cheap way out but you could sign a 10-year deal 
that's not actually 10 years, right? You could, um, right. like if you look at Herman Marquez's deal where there, there's only a few years that are actually guaranteed and then it's just a series of options. So you could have done that and, and that's, that's something that the Rockies have done in the past. Um, you know, they did with Troy Tulowitzki. He was, you know, he's one of those 13 guys that got a, a 10 year deal and, and we know that that backfired, but he was signed when he was young. So right. you could have you could have given that deal to Nolan. You could have even signed a ten year extension uh, with Trevor Story uh, at some point along the way with a right. series of you know uh, team options and and go that route. So in in that case, you could say that hey maybe you come to an agreement with a guy like Zach Veen. Now it might sound crazy like you're going to give him ten years and. Ooh, there was a debate dollars. on my Twitter mentions about this, and it got spicy. But keep going, because I, I I love this thought process you're about to describe. Absolutely. So you know, this is something you can go and look at. Players like Ronald Acuna and Ozzy Albie signed deals like this. Um, and again, you know, coincidentally or, or otherwise, you know, they are players that come from um, countries with with not as much financial backing, and and they were, you know, uh, not raised in America, so they, they didn't have. Um, the same luxuries, or at least their parents didn't, so they weren't afforded quite as many when they were a kid. And it's like, hey, if I can get guaranteed money, I'm going to take it, even if that means uh, foregoing a couple years of free agency because you know what? This money's guaranteed. That's it. Unless I do something atrocious, I'm going to get all of this money, and my family's going to get all that money. I'm going to get it now, even before I'm done with arbitration because you're only going to make $1.5 million, basically, in your first three years as a major leaguer. And if you're a guy like Ryan McMahon, who played in parts of two seasons that essentially comprised right. his like rookie year, that means four years until you can even go to arbitration. So, you know, if you think of it in that way, you go, all right, well, Zach Veen, um, instead of giving you a, a signing bonus of close to $5 million, we're going to pay you a million dollars your first five years right? So that's $5 million right there. And if he gets up to the majors relatively quickly, he's making a little bit more than the, than the, um, or a little bit more than the league minimum for a player. Now in year six, when he would have gone to arbitration, now he makes 5 million, right? And then the next year, maybe, maybe seven and a half next year, nine, it could even be a couple years at a seven and a half. And you go, wow, you know what? Let's look at this deal that the Rockies made with Zach Veen, you know, eight years ago and while Zach Veen you know has had a couple all-star seasons or a couple solid years you know he might not have he might not be a superstar but look at what he's providing a couple couple uh war every year you know two two five three again this is like in a in a worst case scenario and you say that is providing you the 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 value of a win above replacement right now in the game is somewhere around six seven million dollars so if he's worth two war in you know seven years from now that could be worth hypothetically 20 million dollars hey he's only getting seven and a half million dollars the Rockies saved 13 million dollars and again it can be a series of extensions and it's like shoot yeah you know what this is a good deal veen is everything we want if he's not and he doesn't come to fruition you say we're gonna we're not gonna pick up your deal and you can go. The Giants did it with Madison Bumgarner. That's why he right. was so upset his last couple of years because he signed a deal when he was incredibly young, and you know I mean I think he knew what he was getting into, but it was like I can have some of that money now, guaranteed, if I lose a year or two 
a free agency in my prime. That's a good trade for a lot of people. And the Rockies could take advantage of that with a lot of players. They did with Herman Marquez. Again, this is a win-win deal for both parties. But the yeah. Rockies did it with Herman Marquez. They right. certainly could have done it and probably should have done it with Trevor Story and John Gray. Now here we're sitting on the brink of a whether there's a season or not, they're going to be free agents at the end of the 2021 season. And now their price is essentially what you would pay on the free agent market, not what you would have been paying to a guy that was 25 years old. Right. And, and that's what I, I think is so great about it, because the other side of the argument is so easy to make. What you just said took exactly as long as you took to say it. Uh, I don't <laughs> I don't I don't think you could have done that any quicker. The counter argument is I'm not going to give an 18 year old kid a 10 year contract. What are you crazy? Um, but no, I think what you've said is is absolutely right. I, I think because, again, you're not 100 percent counting on it. I I struggle with this word in sports a lot when I'll talk about a guy like Sam Hilliard and his potential. And people will say, look, man, if this team's relying on Sam Hilliard, they're not going to take a look. The team's not relying on Sam Hilliard. The team better not be re- a little more now if, if if Charlie doesn't play. They'll need somebody to step up. But when you've got a group of guys, then it's an option for potential. And that's the same principle that you're applying here intellectually. It's an option for potential. And it's not such a large investment because a 10-year contract for a guy who's already proven himself in the majors is an enormous investment that you might pay for for the duration of that contract, the way the Angels have with Pujols. But if it's one of these deals where uh, maybe you end up shelling out a few million more to a guy who never really panned out than you would have otherwise, but you pay these kids massive bonuses anyway, um, I'm, I'm totally with it. I... I would be more about signing these kinds of deals if I could as a team. I'm not sure the players' union would uh, love that. Yeah, I, it's funny because when Ozzy Albee signed his deal last year and uh, he got markedly less than Ronald Acuna did, um, I did ask um, a player um, in, in the Players Association their thoughts, and he wasn't too happy about it, of course. Um, because again, that it just kind of lowers the value of everybody else, especially again, we're talking about a guy who's an all-star second baseman, a guy who's an all-star center fielder, outfielder, and you know, they're, they're taking, you know, 75 cents on the dollar when they could, you know, take a dollar 50 on the dollar when they become free agents. That's easier said than done because those guys, again, you know, they're making league minimum and we don't know what their family situation is like or, you know, they're, they're not really able to, to afford to, to buy a large house at that point. So if you're going to guarantee me that money, that's great. And that's a risk the teams are taking. You know, uh, one of the other new trends that have been happening around the game is signing guys to major league deals kind of when they're on the cusp of the majors. Uh, the Mariners did it with Evan White. He's yet to make his major league debut. Phillies did it a season ago with Scott Kingery, again, before he had even made his major league debut. And what that did was it said, you know, hey, if even if you have a, an average rookie season, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to pay you X amount um, according to the algorithm that we've come up with or the algorithm that you think, you're, you know, your agent is going to come back with us and say, 
No, you need to up that price. Look what he did. And that was only as a rookie. So nice. think about how good he's going to be as he moves forward. So you can go and sign those kind of deals. And th- there's really only been one that backfired. And that was a um, gentleman by the name of Jonathan Singleton, who was a first-base prospect. Uh, he came up with the Phillies. And um, I think he was, he was in a, a Hunter Pence deal long ago from the Phillies. Yeah to the Astros. And so the Astros, you know, signed to this deal before he made his debut. And it was a series of, you know, again, like extensions. And, you know, they probably only ended up losing like $10 million on this player that, you know, gave them nothing. But again, Albert Pujols, you're probably losing $10 million just this year on this guy. And and again, Singleton is the the only guy, to my knowledge, that has provided at least some value. Yeah, yeah. Just totally, yeah. And then Will does, I, I think, as you point out, you know, mention the the flip side of it. He says, I always believe that Baumgartner signed with the D-backs because they didn't put an anti-redoing clause in his contract. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that becomes more of a thing, but Baumgartner's special case. <laughs> I think Baumgartner's a special case in a lot of ways, and um, we can leave it at that. Now, here in just a second, we are going to play with Dick Monfort's money. Well, theoretically, <laughs> we're going to give ourselves an opportunity to play with it. But first, we got to play with our money a little bit. And that's by going over to DraftKings Sportsbook app. Got it downloaded on my phone. You should get it there as well. You use promo code DNVR. You'll get a sign-up bonus of up to 1000 bucks, And they got all kinds of baseball stuff on there now. Uh, whether you're super into just the Rockies, whether it's baseball, you know, across the sports, whether you're want to go through all the different sports, all kinds of parlays. If you're in to betting, you know the drill, you know how it works. They've got all that stuff and they're going to have very specific Rockies things for you. If you don't know betting, if you don't know how it works, but it sounds interesting to you and you think laying down a 20 on the Rockies to win the World Series, potentially win a few hundred bucks that might even pay out more than that yeah yeah i was gonna say say you know if it happens that way you know you you just want to have the fun of it you believe and it's it's a minor investment you know i always found patrick um i went a couple of times i never thought i would enjoy playing like texas hold'em or whatever when i was younger and then i went like near the end of college i went and played a tournament it was like a $50 buy-in or something like that. And I sat down and played and we played for four hours and there were drinks and food and I didn't win a dime. I walked out of there $50 poorer than I did because I wasn't good at Texas Hold'em. But I was like four hours of phenomenal entertainment. I had a great time with friends and drinking and telling stories and popping Breck brews even back then. And, you know, that's kind of how I feel with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Like you throw a few bucks down and now your entertainment level is just that much more, right? And since we can't really get to, to casinos, this is a, a definitely a much safer way at home to even look and say, you know, I don't really know much about the sport, but I'm going to make it interesting and do you know five minutes of research, put a couple bucks on a game, and now you've got that at-home entertainment for yourself to say, well, now I know what I'm doing this evening. I might not be able to, to play Texas no holding poker like Drew did, but shoot, I've got entertainment. I can put my feet up. I can relax, throw some Totinos in the microwave, and man, you're living like a king thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Especially if it's not your team. If you really love sports and it's not your team and you want to care about a game because it's on right before yours, you're like, I've got nothing else to do. 
But, you know, the, the Reds are playing the Marlins today. I don't believe in this pitcher. I know that guy for the Reds. Throw down a couple bucks on the Reds, and now that game is way more entertaining. So download the, the app. Use the promo code DNVR because you'll get a sign-up bonus of up to 1000 bucks. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, bonus comprised of a first deposit <laughs> deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to 500 bucks. Deposit bonus requires 25 by playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for de- details. Whew, I'm really good at this one today. I've done it so many times without tripping up, and now all of a sudden. Uh, if you've got a gambling problem, also please call 1-800-522-4700. All right. There it is. Get yourself some dollar dollar bills. All right. Speaking of which, let's play with Dick Monfort's dollar dollar bills in our own theory land before wrapping this thing up. I think we'll have to share some of our pitcher batter matchups uh, favorites with you on the next episode of the DNVR Rockies podcast. Patrick, if if you were in charge of the books there down at 20th and Blake, where would you be prioritizing money who do you think are the, are the guys that need to be extended? Who are you investing in? As we just talked about this conversation, now we're projecting into the future and and, and betting. We're, we've got our DraftKings Sportsbook app, and we are betting on an unknowable future. Who you got? Well, again, you, you can get creative with these contracts, especially if you throw in a couple extensions. And you know, the further out a player is from free agency, the better of a deal a team is going to get. So, again... Uh, Arenado, Marquez, these guys are locked up. Same thing with Scott Oberg. Uh, we got John Gray and Trevor Story coming up on free agency in 2021. So you got to look towards some of those younger players. And uh, I would personally take a pass on David Dahl at the moment, uh, which leaves the only next logical choice would be Ryan McMahon. Now, uh, he has a little over two years of service time. So uh, that means they've got him for four more years so after this abbreviated season they'll have him for three more years and you're going to have a a decent idea uh, about you know what he's going to provide your organization and with with still a lot more upside to go so you might be able to sign him uh, lock him up to guarantee deal um, that also provides you cost certainty that's the other thing when it comes to arbitration is that you know an arbit you know ryan mcmahon goes out and he's now an all-star in 2021 and 2022 well that final year before he hits free agency in 2023 how much is he making you know close to 20 million dollars well lock him up give him that guaranteed money where it's maybe closer to 12 12 and a half million dollars whatever it is now you know how much money is on the books what you can do and grab in free agency and then again now you're locking up a few years uh, in free agency. So I would I would give Ryan McMahon a, a six-year deal with um, two options on that. Uh, that would you know uh, make him a free agent at that point. Um, I think that he would be uh, 32, so or 33. Yeah, something so like yeah, yeah. His agent you know might not like that, so uh, it might have to be seven years guaranteed. Um, it, it was certainly would depend on that. So I, I think McMahon would be the first guy you'd want to sit down and talk to uh, because you, you know what you're getting out of him and you still think there's still more left in the tank. He's still on the upswing and you lock him in at a rate before he you know, effectively becomes the next DJ LeMahieu or is 
just that good, if not better. He's DJ LeMahieu with Pop. Once he becomes yeah. that, now he's going to reach free agency, and who knows how much money he's going to make at that point. Um, yeah, I think that's a, a real solid pick. And in fact, I think that's kind of the pick. I think, uh, you know, depending on what they can get done with Story or Gray, but those are those are sort of different things, right? Those are just going to need to be big contracts. And if, if those are big contracts, that's just money they're taking from the way Davis, Jake McGee, Brian Shaw, Ian Desmond money, and it just slides to Story and Gray. And then you basically had to choose between a dollar or Ryan McMahon, unless you've gotten very clever somewhere else, or unless Nolan Arenado opts out, frees up all that money, then maybe you could lock those guys up. Dahl still, of course, has the injury concerns. And so there's a question about how much you, you want to tie down your future there. Though I still think that there's a decent chance he turns into a great player. Since you've got me on the kick for the younger guys now, here was my thought as you were talking about McMahon. And I don't think either of these players are in this spot yet, but as we were discussing, you want to get there before, not after. You want to you want to get in on this before they get to the Trevor Stories. But like if the Rockies had, after Trevor Stories rookie campaign, been like, damn and signed him to a great big deal. It might've looked hasty, but it clearly would have been the right move. Right. Uh, and now they're kind of paying for it in the ways that Patrick described twofold. One, they have to pay him more in arbitration every year because he keeps earning more money. And two, they might lose him more quickly than they would like. Thinking all along those lines, Brendan Rogers, is a guy I think is going to be very interesting once he shows that, once he proves to the baseball minds of the Bud Black level, those guys who really know what he belongs as a major leaguer, because we know the talent is there and he could be a guy that's a little bit more difficult to get this done with because of his draft pedigree and his belief in himself. And he's too close now to being able to do those things. I think the guy you could actually get this done with in principle is Antonio Senzatella. The Rockies have never been able to lock up a pitcher long-term on a good deal. This is a guy who, on the surface, national level, has proven nothing. To me, he has proven before his 25th birthday a great deal. And if you start to see that Senza's taking that next step, lock him up because he'll sign it for the good money. He's still He's 25 years old. Um, uh, Antonio Senzatella, how's that for an outside the box pick for you? There, man? That's my guy. It is both outside the box and exactly the next guy on my lips. Yeah, yeah that's that's just yeah. a great choice again because he's you know the the same amount of uh, time away from uh, free agency as Ryan McMahon. So again, you you're you're getting those three years be- before he becomes a free agent. He's not too young, like you said with Rogers. It's like he's. He uh, hasn't quite proven anything yet, and you know he, he, he may just want to let things play out a little bit before he even knows his own value uh, to a degree, right? Um, and, and any guy who's even you know, two years away from free agency, you can taste it. You know what I mean? So I, I think the deal, you know, if, if Senzatella can, even just in this abbreviated season, show something over the course of 10 starts, I think yep. you could lock him up to a deal similar to that of Herman Marquez. Now, the Marquez deal was for only $43 million, and it wasn't even all guaranteed. That's the thing. And Marquez, we know, is better than Sensatella. 
We know. We know this. <laughs> but, you know, you could sign him to a deal where, again, now, so if we're forgetting about prorated, you know, Sensatella was going to make basically $5 million this year, then $8 million, then eleven, then 15 and then there was an option for 16 And if he's everything you think he's going to be, you pick up that option, and he's only 29 years old. So, again, you, you basically end up getting two years um, of, his, of his time where he would have been a free agent, right, because he came up at 22. So he's, he would have been naturally a young free agent. Senzatella a little older, but even still, he's a guy that, again, with a series of extensions, and the fact that you're guaranteeing him this money, he's going to go, ooh, man, but I wonder how much I can make in free agency. Well, how much are you going to make in arbitration? And what happens if you need Tommy John surgery? Because now you've just lost a lot of value, right? And that's that's kind of the case with Kyle Freeland, where you know he's he's a he's a guy that you could maybe make those same you know statements about. They I was going to say, yeah, they both came through in that 2017 season as part of that great rookie staff. Um, you don't know who he is. Um, he's not quite sure. You know who he is. You know, do you, do you settle and take something lower, or do you say no? I'm I'm that fourth guy in the NL Cy Young Award voting. Um, and, and, and so I, I want more money up front, right? But if if you're battling for a spot in the rotation, like Antonio Senzatella is right now, he's good for 10 starts. And then in November, Dick Monfort goes up and says, hey, we're going to give you $40 million. $40 million. What? I, I didn't know I was going to make this roster. I did not know if I was going to have to go back down to Albuquerque. I was going to be at the satellite site. Maybe I could be on the taxi squad. Maybe I need to go into the bullpen if I'm going to stick around in the major league squad this year. And now you're giving me guaranteed money. And again, if you're the Rockies, you go, if this thing doesn't work out, how much are we really going to lose? Maybe, yeah, maybe in a worst case scenario, it's $25 million. And it's over the course of five years. It's five million dollars, right. a little bit here and there. In the worst case scenario, in the right. best case scenario, you saved at least ten million dollars every single year. Right, and that's even assuming like free market value for pitching in Colorado, which we know you yeah. don't get. <laughs> which we know that like if you want to, you, you also have to factor in the cost of losing an Antonio Senzatella and replacing him from outside the organization. So I know people aren't like, what do you mean? What are you guys talking about? Like Senza has been okay. The last couple of years, like, you know how many guys have failed to be okay at Coors field over a three year average. And that he did it from the age 22 to 25, including being okay in the NLDS. Like I'm very impressed with Antonio Senzatella's okayness. Uh, and so, and I think there's another, I think there's another gear in there. And if he hits it, it'll, it, it'd be one of those really, it looked like the Marquez investment, which is one of the better deals in baseball. Uh, you know, Marquez could be in Cy Young contention at any given time. And if he does that, you're just looking at that deal. Like, man, again, union, probably not super thrilled about that one. <laughs> Um, but it's smart team building. That's one of the things that's one of the things that may need to be addressed in the future CBA is the direct correlation between screwing over players and smart team building. Uh, yeah, that, that will be hard to, to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's really any way to, to work around that, but I, I, like you said, you know, when you get that cost certainty, you, you know, who's going to be in your clubhouse. And if you know, you know, John Gray is leaving, uh, in at the end of 2021, and you're saying, well, Senzatella needs to be a part of this 
rotation. And again, everybody moves up one spot, right? Um, you still don't know what you're going to get at Chichi Rodriguez. Will Peter Lambert, you know, do what they expect him to do? And who else is coming up in the minors after Ryan Rawlson? Do you believe in some of those younger guys? And if not, you might need to, you know, slightly overpay. You're still going to save a lot of money as an organization uh, on these young guys if you lock them up to to one of these relatively short extensions with a lot of team buyouts uh, and opt-outs. Um, you're going to say, well, that we're going to do that just to give us a little bit of safety. It allows us to pencil in a couple guys for the next few years, some cost certainty so we can decide, okay, how much do we have to spend on free agency? And and how much can we spend to maybe lock up Trevor Story if, if they're going to try to do that right. following this season or following the 2021 season? So, you know, if, if you know how much money you're going to spend on your roster, it allows you to say how much money, how much more money can we go out and spend in free agency. So it's it's a win-win all the way around. So, yeah, Ryan McMahon, Antonio Senzatella, um, those are the guys that you want to lock up, not necessarily because they are going to be the next Nolan Arenado and the next Justin Verlander. No, it's you can get just an absolute bargain on some of these guys it's it's sad to say it's kind of gross to say to be honest right because you know they're worth a lot more than that but right that is just simply part of the game and, it is and, and and the rockies can definitely take advantage of that and a novak mentions the other person you mentioned there briefly that i would throw in asking do you think we will see 2018 freeland i think he's due for a bounce back i don't know that we'll see 2018 freeland ever again but I do think that uh, that he's another one of those guys where 10 good starts. Because you know what he did in 2018. And you know he was decent in 2017. And you know most of what happened in 2019 came after some fiddling, some other stuff that came on, and he started looking better at the end. Um, so, yeah, you, you see that life out of him, and it happens for a consistent enough time that you go, okay, he may never be that Cy Young guy again, uh, but 2019 was the aberration not the other years. You see that again, he'd be right in line for a, a deal like this. In fact, he'd probably give the club a hometown discount because you know, he likes Denver and stuff. I don't know if you guys have heard that before. Yeah. yeah. Freeland, you know, has to go on that short list. And, and the only other guy I think worth mentioning, not because, you know, these other players aren't worthy of it, but it's, it's a timing thing. Like you said, you've got to fit in right. that window. Right. We're having this conversation two years ago. We are saying none of these names, and we're right. saying a different group of guys who you may not even be with the organization. It, it's very much about timing. Um, but if you believe in him, Tony Walters is a guy. Now, he's not going to get a lot in free agency to begin with. But if you just want to say, look, we want you around. We want you around to be our, our number one guy. And even if at some point you become to be a backup, whatever it is, that's fine. He, he has that potential. It's not going to be you know, for, for a ton of money. But again, it's what you are saying to not only just the Rockies community of fans, like, hey, you can rely on these guys, but it's what you're saying to the clubhouse. Like, look, if you, if, if you do the right things inside the clubhouse and do the right things on the field, we can work something out. We could work something out. And I think, I think Tony would be you know, open to, to such a, an extension. I think that would be super, super cool. So... Yeah, uh, I also, and the reason that I know that that would be super, super cool is because I'm smart. Frankly, I'm just a smart guy, and that's because I went 
to MSU Denver Online. I, you know I went to see you, Boulder, but I got plenty of extra tools and skills from our friends at MSU Denver Online because they know how to do online education. They're not just figuring this thing out, whether you're trying to start a new degree, finish an old one off, just pick up a couple of new skills. They've got super engaged teachers. They're incredibly responsive. It's a great opportunity to network with people in the Denver area. That's another great thing is there's so many Denver alumni that are still here in the area. So if you're taking business classes, they'll know business owners in the area, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you head over to msudenver.edu slash online. Check out all the classes they've got. Check out the different degrees that you can get. Uh, I promise you that there's something there you can find that's going to help you enrich your life. I know that they've helped me with mine. Uh, all right. We, we're we not going to do that. We don't have time today. We just do not have the time, unfortunately, to talk about our favorite pitcher-batter matchups. I would hate to truncate that conversation too much uh, because I really want to dive into it. There's been some fun stuff out there. So you out there, let us know what your favorite theoretical, any two Rockies you want to see face off against each other. What do you think would be the best matchups? And maybe even just your favorite matchups in baseball if you're feeling up to it. You get one pitcher, you get one batter. Let us know what you'd like to see, um, especially now that everyone's playing each other. And so we're getting kind of, all the teams are getting these pretty fun matchups where their best pitchers are going up against their best hitters. Uh, we'll have plenty of stories to share for you on that. Other than that, uh, we'll, we'll also be continuing to break down, uh, you know, camp as it goes by, trying to figure out who's going to be on this roster. We're going to start to get into that with all of you about, you know, what we think it's going to look like, who's on the bubble, who's just outside, who's a lock to make the roster. We're going to be diving into all of that. So bring all those thoughts. Again, remember, we're usually on right around three sometimes now with these press conferences and other things going on a little bit after, but usually during that three o'clock hour, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel so that you know when we go, I think you got to click the bell icon if I understand it correctly. And it gives you notifications for when we're going live, you can come and join us and chat with us. Other than that, just keep subscribing, buying some cool merch. The masks are on sale right now. They're super dope. So you can be safe and represent your city at the same time. Otherwise, just continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons and Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, we will see you at the ballpark.